You're listening to That's What I Thought, a casual conversation about life, love, relationships, and the lessons we learn. Here are your hosts, Micah and Annette. Hey, welcome back to That's What I Thought. So happy to have you back with us this week. Today is a very special episode because you just have me as your host instead of me and Micah, but I do have a very special guest with me today. So before we dive into conversation today, if you would do me a huge favor and go to wherever you're listening to your podcast and leave us a rating or review, preferably five stars because that makes me feel amazing. (laughs) But also, uh, if you are having troubles with that, you can always find us on Facebook and leave a review there. And of course, if you want to slide into our Instagram DMs on Facebook and Instagram, we're at That's What I Thought Podcast. Okay, now let's get started. I'm here with my friend Kristen today. Hey, it's me, Kristen with a C. It is Kristen with a C. Very important. Also, it just rhymed, so it felt right. C H R I S T E N. You got it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's important to know because there's a lot of different spellings of Kristen. That's right, and they're they're we're just not all the same. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my friend Kristen is amazing and hilarious. She's a four on the Enneagram. I am, and so therefore. There are four. One, <laughs> one of my favorite people to talk to yes. because she just gets it, you know? Mm. You can just emote and Kristen's like, I'm here for it. Oh, I love emoting. And- <laughs> well, I don't really have a choice, but I love it. <laughs> uh, so Kristen and I worked together for a while and are also friends. And also now she has my old job, part of it. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, but today we're going to talk about singleness. Yes, we, we have are. both experienced seasons of singleness. Mm-hmm. I now in a single in a season of being married. Mm-hmm, newlywed. Mm-hmm. Kristen is in a singleness season. Yep. And so we want to dive into that conversation because we spent like a month talking about marriage stories, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. But I think it's also important in one of our downfalls as the church and I think just generally as a culture as a For whole sure. that we don't really understand or celebrate singleness the way I think it should be. Yeah, I agree. So we're going to dive into that a little bit. I was single. I, I had like my first boyfriend in college and then I was single after that till I met Micah. So I've done a little bit like a couple of different singleness seasons, high school, which is, you know, kind of whatever. And then college where you have lots of friends dating mm-hmm. and then as a marriage culture. For sure. Yeah. Which, also went to one of those. Yeah. Kristen also knows that story. For sure. And then post-college where you're Dating pool dwindles dramatically. <laughs> dramatically, yes. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think it'd probably be a good place to start just to kind of dive into like your seasons of singleness and kind of what your observations have been thus far. Yeah. So like basically my whole life I've been single, not completely, but almost. I had a boyfriend in first grade. <laughs> yeah, serious? It's getting serious. Hear me out. Like, I had a I had a boyfriend from kindergarten to first grade, and I cheated on him. <laughs> Did we, have you never heard this story? I cheated on him. Okay, yeah. So, boyfriend's name was Michael. Um, so it started off real strong, because I had a crush on somebody else. He had a crush on somebody else. She wasn't into him, and I said, Michael, if she won't marry you, I will. <laughs> I was pretty audacious. I think I was the truest form of myself at the time. These are the thoughts that go through my head, but I don't say them out loud all the time. Um, So, so we were together. He gave me, he gave me a little Santa Claus ring the next day. Whoa. I know it's adorable, right? Wait, was it Christmas time? No, no, absolutely not. (laughs) And then, um, 
And then at some point I, I kissed another boy on the bus. He never found out about that. So I did get away with it, but I am oh, wow. also, sure. you are. <laughs> but then later, then I realized cooties were a thing. And so I avoided him. And oh. eventually he was like, he just ran up to me on the playground. and was like, I'm breaking up with you. And I was weirdly sad about it, but it's a, uh, but I do have a theory. I have a theory that, 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 that elementary school cheating spell is the reason I spent so much of my life single. <laughs> God was like, listen, you screwed it up at that point. So, like, I just think you need to cool down for a bit, which is fair. Um, Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then in college, I got close to dating a few times, but it just kind of didn't happen. And and then you're right. After college, like that dating pool just dwindles significantly. Really, like your pool of people just dwindle significantly because I remember coming back home and just not being near to the people that I was used to for so long and then like like I just didn't know who to hang out with anymore so um so definitely the dating pool dwindled significantly but I'm I feel like I'm finally arriving at a place where like the culture of like Christian colleges and the church in general and sort of society in general but especially Christian colleges and church um is such like marriage is such an end goal Mm -hmm. like that is the goal that it's it takes a while to like break that mentality yeah so i feel like now i'm i'm like just shy of 29 and i feel like i'm finally at a place of like yeah you know what this is pretty cool this singleness business isn't so bad and like Mm -hmm. like you you just miss out on so much keeping your eyes out for somebody to date all the time that like i'm finally realizing oh hey there's a lot that i can do that i'm like free to do and like all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I feel like it's been a long road, but I'm arriving at a place of like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, that's really true. I have a couple of thoughts on that. One, I think there's these different seasons of singleness and growth mm-hmm. that I've kind of discovered having friends in different areas oh, yeah. of that. Like, like we both have done the after college season, but we're still in our 20s. Mm-hmm. And then we have friends who like 30s, 40s are mm-hmm. still in a singleness season. Right. And I think it's important to distinguish like, I think there's a couple different kinds of singleness. Like, definitely, you can be single because you're like, I'm good. I don't really want to date somebody. Yeah. Or you could be single because you're like, I just really feel like that's what I'm supposed to do with my mm-hmm. life. And I want to be single. I'm good with that. Or I feel like more the majority is like, I'm single and I don't really want to be. Right. And that can be like really frustrating. But yeah, because it's a natural thing to feel like. Like we're not made to be alone. So getting to the point of like being single, but realizing that you're not alone, like it doesn't look like a marriage or anything, but like getting to that point of realizing that you're not alone Mm -hmm. is a tough place to get to. But yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where the best marriages spring from too, because I mean, we talked about this a little bit though, but the like the misconceptions, like this person's going to complete me or like Mm -hmm. I'll never be lonely again if I'm this person and like, it's just not true. Right. And the less you can put that expectation on that other person to be for sure, essentially God for you in that Mm. way yeah, is freeing. So like to be able to find that in your singleness, I think is really Mm -hmm. cool and important and mature. Yeah. (laughs) And I hope that every single person can get there. Like that's. That's such a an important thing to to realize your wholeness. Mm-hmm. Like before, I don't know, before getting into a marriage and realizing, oh, I still feel like I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. And I think you can be whole and healthy and still want to be married. Yeah. Like I think that's a thing. And also I think you can be like whole and healthy and still want to be married and that's not happening. Like mm-hmm. I don't think it's as much as a contract as we kind of make it which is what like one of my biggest struggles with singleness was like yeah 
I feel like the church kind of led me to believe if I did certain things, Mm -hmm. then I would be rewarded with an amazing, perfect relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think we kind of, I uncover that more and more, like being married to of those expectations that I had Mm, of my spouse to like fill those things for me. Yeah. And like, oh, I expect them to be this way because of this thing I either perceived or was actually taught. Right. And then I had to be like, okay, is that reality is that like what scripture says or did i just pick that up and like right like who told you that right yeah yeah Yeah. it's important to me i guess from my story to note that like your singleness isn't a quest to reach a certain level so that then you can be Mm. girl preach yes exactly yeah i think it's probably has something to do with like 90s 2000 purity culture but like if you read the bible like the new testament is influenced most by single people like yeah jesus single faux <laughs> yep. show paul single also single kind of makes marriage out to be the jv and single as the varsity yeah because he's like hey if you can hack it be single because then you can like give more to the lord you can mm-hmm. give your time give to your ministry yeah if you're married you're gonna have troubles and you're gonna all of these things for sure so yeah i guess it's important to me to lead the conversation in saying like that singleness is valuable in a valuable season oh yeah that doesn't mean you have to be like oh i love it all the time no yeah yeah definitely like there's times when it's a struggle for sure but like in good times and bad times to realize like it's not second best to being married like it's its own thing and it's its own like really cool thing like you mentioned like marriage isn't all perfect and easy like it has ups and downs singleness does too because they're both like their own entities and are good in their own right. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious <clears throat> because I guess I'm kind of pulling that out of my experience and thoughts. What are your experiences and thoughts being a single person in the church and especially a single female? <laughs> I feel like there's more pressure yeah. on you even as a single female. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. There is just such a culture of like marriage is the end goal. Like I, I mentioned, I, I remember my, my dear sweet Opa, um, he's, he was my grandpa, um, on my dad's side, German is, is Opa. So, um, he grew up in Germany and was married at 19 and he would always be like, Kristen, why are you not married yet? By your age, I was married and I had a baby. And I was like, Opa, you should be so thankful that that's not happening to me right now. <laughs> and like, it never, ever bothered me when he said that. Cause I knew where it was coming from and that it was just funny and he's adorable. But like, you get that vibe from a lot of people in the church, um, Or like something that I feel like I encounter way more than I encounter like in-person experiences is like I will make a joke about singleness because I make a lot of jokes in general. But like (laughs) (laughs) singleness jokes are funny. Um, And like if I if I will post something about singleness on Facebook, whether it's a joke or whether it's something empowering like real like I posted something last year about just realizing like why are we so focused on looking for the right person when we can be the right person when we are the right person for ourselves and you I almost have to like preface each post with please no one console me because there will always be some well-meaning yes usually older (laughs) lady of faith it's always a a lady of faith (laughs) um who goes oh chin up honey it's gonna happen for you or you never know what's around the corner and like you don't need to console me like because also like maybe it's not around the corner and big deal if that's the case like I'm complete as I am and so like 
Yeah, I think that one of the biggest things that I struggle with in the church culture still is just like, dude, don't console single people. Mm -hmm. We're not like, (laughs) we're not sitting here going, why am I still incomplete? Because like, that's the message you're giving people. If you're consoling a single person, you're being like, someday you'll be a whole person. (laughs) You're not now. (laughs) Because no one, no no one romantically loves you, but someday... And um, and yeah, that's just bogus. So like mm-hmm. <laughs> now if I post about singleness, I'll be like, if you comment something to console me, I will unfriend you. And I probably won't actually unfriend you. <laughs> but, like, but I want you to know there's consequences. But I will throw shade. <laughs> like <laughs> I will be judging you behind my phone screen. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, don't console single people. We may not be okay all the time, but we're whole people. Yeah, for sure. No, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's take a real quick pause and Ooh, jump yes. in because I want to continue this conversation about like what's helpful and what's not. Take a break. All right, so we're talking about helpful and unhelpful things. Starting mm. with the unhelpful because I feel like it's good to end on a positive note. Love that. You were talking about <laughs> people consoling you for being single. It's just so true. Mm, I think word. my favorite one was um, when people say things to make it sound like you're not trying. Mm. Like, oh, why are you still single? And I'm like, it's not like but I'm I, not trying. I didn't, I didn't choose this. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I was pretty awesome. Honestly, I don't know what's happening. You got any ideas? Right. <laughs> that's, that's, or just start there. crying to make them feel as bad as possible. <laughs> that's the one I started throwing out at the end. I was like, I don't know. You got ideas? Who you, <laughs> don't, don't Who, you, you know somebody? <laughs> <laughs> Send me their number. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's like, I, I think you made a really good point that brought to mind it's a lot like grief where like when people are uncomfortable they like have really bad theology and Mm. know what to say oh yeah and like yeah that's a good point singleness is uncomfortable for a lot Mm. of people Mm, yeah i think because of our cultural trends right because there's kind of like i think in more like mainstream culture there's more of like a worship of your singleness Mm -hmm. like oh let's do it like every sitcom is like oh it all ends after they all get married like right right they're done yeah. And it's like, okay. Happily ever after ends as they ride off from their wedding. Uh, everything is perfect thereafter. Right. But the yeah. part that you watch is them being single and you're like, right. this is awesome. Or like, go live it up. And right. Yeah. So, okay. More unhelpful things in your experience. More unhelpful things. Um, Weirdly, <laughs> I feel like sometimes the unhelpful thing might be like, oh, can I introduce you to this person? Not that that can never work because definitely like I know a lot of couples that like would never have gotten together if nobody had set them up. But like a lot of times I think it's just coming from a place of like almost, I don't know, busybodiness and like wanting to be a matchmaker or whatever. And so you're just setting two single people up because they're both single. Oh, and not because because, like they would be compatible in any way. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, like that, I don't know, that can be super unhelpful. I feel like if I were like in a place of like contentment with singleness and somebody threw somebody my way and it didn't happen, it's like, oh, well, now I'm back to square one. Like, because I got my hopes up for a second and then that didn't work out. And now I have to start over with like being cool with being single, like because it's kind of a journey, but it's kind of like you have to start it over a lot. Like anytime that that unease creeps in. So like if you're going to set somebody up with somebody else. You better, you better actually think that they would be a good match and have the right intentions and not just want to throw people at each other because like you could, you could be setting somebody back a few pegs. I don't know. That's just, that's just a couple experiences that I've had. It's like, oh, this could be a thing. Oh, it's not a thing. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go start over. Sounds fun. 
Yeah, I've had that. I think I've had one. Well, and I knew that person before and I was interested in them. But like having the support of others and like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is awesome and you should totally date. And we're yeah. talking to him about it too. And then it just doesn't work. Oh, out. Yeah, exactly. That's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think that's one of the really taxing <clears throat> parts about living in a dating culture. Yeah. Because it's not like, not that I'm saying arranged marriage is the way to go. <laughs> I am saying. Woo! <laughs> eliminate some of that you know apprehension yeah choosing someone so yeah i mean it's really difficult when you're trying to choose someone and putting yourself out there and then like things don't work especially if someone Mm -hmm. is like kind of feeding that yeah one of like putting yourself out there is hard in general so anytime it doesn't happen or like work out the way you want it to it's just hard not to like take it personally and just I don't know sit in that for a bit and be like okay well that didn't work out I must be defective or something or I don't know at least that's where my mind goes because uh, as you mentioned I'm a four so I always feel like something's missing. something's missing something's wrong I don't know that's just something that I've had to get past so yeah that's just that's just a tough thing to sit in sometimes yeah yeah which I was thinking about that kind of idea earlier as I was thinking about this conversation mm-hmm. was like God uses singleness and marriage as metaphors for his goodness and mm-hmm. who he is. Definitely. And like we talked about, you're a whole person in both of those things. Yeah. And it's not a failure to be either one, mm-hmm. but both of them are for your sanctification. Mm, and I yeah. think we, it's easy to forget that when we like, especially I think when you're single, it's easy to forget it's for your sanctification because like you want the other person to mm-hmm. be there and fill the gaps. Definitely. And yeah, it's hard to withstand the difficult things. Definitely. In that season. Yeah. So. It's something that I struggle with often to like, I, and I, I've told my like youth group girls about this. Like if you're ever caught, caught up in wishing a boy would notice you and love you, remember that one of them died for you, like on the cross for your sins. At like one one boy loved you enough to like die for you, but that's such a hard thing to remember myself sometimes. Like like in the midst of feelings like why why isn't this working out? Why doesn't this person love me the way I feel about him? To remember, hey, you know what? Somebody does like, and that's more than enough. So like that's something that I have to continually remind myself, and isn't always easy. Like to just completely feel like I can know it in my head, but. For it to make it all the way to my heart, my heart to completely feel that is is hard sometimes. Yeah. And I think for me too, it's been hard because I am a very physical person. Oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> like just that <laughs> you do have a body and it's hard to, even though you know that God loves you and there is a man who like really cares about you yeah. so, so much, but to not have that tangible oh, presence yeah. and like, yeah, that's great. But like, I can't hug him and I can't oh, yeah. kiss him and all that. Oh, things. like 100%. Like if I could just, <laughs> so many times I've been like praying to God about, about this exact thing. I've been like, God, can I just hug you? That would help so much. <laughs> like Preach. if I could just have a Jesus hug, that would just be the best. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, oh, you're so right. That's definitely another struggle. Which I think is a great transition into what's helpful. And if we think of other things, we can go back. But like when I think of those like needs and how we can walk alongside each other, I think the physical one is a huge one. As we know, (laughs) I am a strong believer in the touch famine. Yeah, she is. And there's just not enough healthy, physical, helpful, wanted touch. Like you shouldn't just go around touching everybody. Yeah, yeah. Please don't touch me until we know each other. But (laughs) But, (laughs) But But yeah, I mean, we are we our body and soul and mind Mm -hmm. and all of those things and like 
yeah. we require a holistic picture mm-hmm. and it's not just like here's the single people let's put them all in a pool together mm-hmm. and here's the married po- people and let's put them all in a pool together or right. like in church context let's just put all these couples in a small group or just all right in a small group. oh absolutely i think we miss learning from each other when we draw those very hard lines. absolutely and I think it's messier to do it the way where you're combined or like if you have guy friends and girlfriends, like sure. things are complicated. Yeah, that could be tough. But I know for me, because physical touch is my love language number 100%. <laughs> Never questioned that <laughs> about you. Affirmation. But to have the church be also that physical body, yeah, that physical representation of Christ. Yeah. I, I'm convicted that that's something married people and the church period need to be to single people in their mm-hmm. lives. It's like, who's encouraging them and loving them? That's not like your mom and dad. You oh, absolutely. Yeah. So like, as you were talking about, about like putting all the married people in a group or whatever, um, that just made me think of like the small group that I'm a part of right now is um, mixed in like in walks of life. Um, oh, are you going to sneeze? You got this. Okay. Bless you. Oh, well, bless you no matter sure. what. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, so we've got, we've got a married couple that has a baby and we've got a married couple that has no kids. We've got a few single people. And what I just love about that is like, we are just together learning about Jesus and loving each other. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like I had known about so many small groups that were like, okay, so this is young singles and married people with no kids. This is married people, this is older married people and I had I was so used to seeing those lines that like once they were removed in this group, I was like, oh my goodness, this is so good. Like we're just here to be friends and love each other like without like the boundaries of like where we're at in life. And yeah, I think not letting that distinction get in the way. Like Oh, you're single? I guess we can't be friends because I'm married. <laughs> like, if we're friends, it's... I'm automatically cheating on my spouse with you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, <laughs> that's not going to work for me. So, I just, but yeah. Be wise. Yeah. <laughs> but also, don't, the messy part. don't cheat on your spouses. We're not in favor of that. <laughs> yeah. no, no. But, um, but yeah, I just, I just love getting to walk alongside people of all sorts of walks of life and get to learn about Jesus and just love on these people. And they love me and, it doesn't really have to do with relationship status. And that's super refreshing mm-hmm. and not something that you see a ton in the church, which I don't think I'd realized until I was in it. Yeah. And I think that's one of our biggest downfalls as a society is that we do tend to just group people by their ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think it can be like, obviously you want to be around those people and at different like seasons psychologically too. Like mm-hmm. when you're a teenager and you're a young adult, yeah, you want to be around your peers. Oh, like, for that's sure. That's the way your brain is wired, which is awesome. Yeah, but I think we miss out on a lot when we don't have that diversity and stage of life mm-hmm. in our life. Yeah, <laughs> like we definitely lose perspective on things, kind of like that culture I talked about earlier of the mainstream kind of culture of like worship of singleness. Yeah, like everything is targeted to you. Mm-hmm. Like there's no kids around. Yeah, like it's just you and your dog. And right, <laughs> it's all about you. Like if you had younger people in your life maybe you'd mm-hmm. be like oh well now i understand i have some perspective that this is a huge deal and right. vice versa i think if the church was to step up and say like hey we want to make sure we're rallying around people in every stage of their life so like mm-hmm. let's make sure like married couples you're adopting a single person to take care of and they're adopting you <laughs> they're helping yeah. like I yeah think we can offer a lot more perspective to each other yeah and at the same time like give encouragement to each other in the same season but yeah definitely i think that what you said about like um like adopting a married person adopting 
or married people because it'd be weird if a married person adopted <laughs> a single person but like yeah I think that that's important like as long as there's like no agenda of like mm-hmm. okay this married couple is gonna find a spouse for this single person like for sure. and just but just yeah to come alongside them and know them and love them as they are mm-hmm. um and I think it's a fine line sometimes of like don't console us also don't always assume that we're okay mm-hmm. and that it's completely by choice or whatever but like yeah yeah it's messy it's yeah but it's, you don't see the fine lines it's not just one thing exactly exactly like you have to get to know the person in order to see them and what space they're in mm-hmm. yeah exactly and if you don't really know them and you're just coming in and saying oh honey it's gonna get better but i'm not sad about it why are you consoling me um then <laughs> it doesn't really like it doesn't have the same effect at all yeah and i think that's a good point i think it's even harder when you hear those comments because you're like you don't know me exactly like, you don't see me yeah and if it, the relationship's not there then right yeah and if someone close to you says that too then i feel like that's even worse to me like, <laughs> betrayal I'm like why don't you see me and understand me? <laughs> but yeah definitely yeah i think yeah. it's about being in continuous messy relationship with each other yeah. and constantly being like yeah with this yeah i think it changes yeah absolutely moment by moment oh for sure yeah yeah, I can be in different places within the same week, <laughs> you know, and yeah, and I think that we are like that with whatever relationships we're in, like marriage is probably the same sort of thing, like mm-hmm. you feel really good about it and then it feels really difficult and then, you know, yeah. it go- it's a back and forth sort of thing. Yeah. Obviously, I know so much about marriage, so I'm just going to speak to that. <laughs> with my almost year knowledge, I don't know much either. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we're all just winging it, so. Yeah, I think it's. People are people. I think that's the moral yeah. of the story. Let's get to know and love them as they are without right. having an agenda for their their love lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. That's why Kristen's going to move into my house with me and Micah and we'll be... I'll raise your children and follow you along and whisper you encouragements in your ear and bake you hot brownies for when you come home. All I want in my life. I know. <laughs> and I'm, I'm here for that. Also because you have a pool yeah. and that's my cut. I... I get to use that whenever I want. You get the perks. Mm-hmm. I get perks. Some mutually beneficial results. Exactly. It's yeah. What we want. It's all we want. It's a good symbiotic relationship. <laughs> We're like a hippo and some birds. <gasps> I'm the hippo. The you're the bird. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I realize this. <laughs> I know my place. <laughs> but it feels right. Okay. I know we're running out of time because we got to keep our conversations brief for the people. But the people. I know we're only scratching the surface of all the things, but is there anything you're like, I have to say this or I will regret it? Ooh, I, said a, I said a lot of things. <laughs> um, <laughs> some things I do regret. <laughs> some, of, some of which I already regret. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think I said the things. Yeah, I, I'm happy to be in a place where like I feel comfortable with singleness most of the time. It's not an all the time thing. Like there's times when... It, it aches a little bit and gets a little bit messier, but yeah, I guess I just, I feel <laughs> I'm thankful to have sort of started to get to that place because I remember, I mean, I was definitely that kid that went to college thinking, all right, right out of college, we're getting married because that's just what church leads you to believe it's going to be like. <laughs> I don't know. And then when you go to a Christian college, that's what happens for a lot of people. But um, so, but then towards the end of college, when I wasn't dating anybody, I was like, well, that's okay. You know, cause I really want to get on my feet and learn how to live in the real mm-hmm. world. And, um, and, and now maybe sort of, I'm kind of getting there. So it's a journey, but it's an exciting one. Yeah. Well, thanks, Christine. Is there anything else you want to say about singleness, Annette? So many things I could go on and on, but we know. I, I know this could be a multi-hour talking, so. podcast. 
I have all the thoughts. <laughs> but we'll leave it at that for today as an overview. Hopefully this gets your mind a churn in for there some you. more discussions about singleness this month. But love you, Kristen. Oh, I love you, Annette. So this was great. Thank mm-hmm. you.